Hi all, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Three Stone Stories. This week we got to sit down with Amanda Oi. Many of you know her as our caring MC, and she has done a fabulous job in thinking of ways to welcome newcomers. But among other things, she's also the reigning champion and the first female champion of our official NYCAC Fantasy Football League. In this episode, we got to talk to her about her experience winning in the league, and she makes the case for fantasy football as a ministry and why women should play in it. The conversation then shifted to how it is for her being a leader in environments where it's mainly composed of men. We then got to talk about our opinions on where we are as a church in supporting female leaders and the unique next steps that we can take to continue to do so. Finally, using her experience and expertise from the world of PR, she shares advice on how to manage a personal brand. So without further delay, here's the episode. Cheers. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, today I have on uh, Amanda, my fellow colleague uh, in terms of being on the MT. Actually, me and Amanda have a lot of touch points. One of them we being uh, yeah. <laughs> fantasy football. So I'd like to welcome Amanda on. And we're fact- also on the same term, Z, you and I. We are, yeah, we have the MT term. Yeah, we are ending (laughs) at the same time. Started and ending at the same. time. We started and ended at the same time. Um, And it's been three years since we've been on MT together. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many years have we actually been playing in our official fantasy league together? You know, I just looked this up this morning and I completely forgot. This might be the fifth season. Fifth season of the official league. Yes. Wow. Yes, because I checked my first two seasons when I was in the gulag, quote unquote. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. Okay, I see. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like number eleven and ten. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the the third season I came in, I I came in number one in the B League or the mm-hmm. Gulag League. And then I was promoted into the A League, and that's when I came in number two, where I lost to Toby. Okay. Yes. And then last year was You won. Yes. Oh, wow. So yeah. you started slow, but yeah. your your ascension is kinda of like a rocket ship. <laughs> I you know. Kind of... It's like I fell asleep the first two years. Yeah. Or maybe I was just trying to figure it out. Maybe yeah, like, yeah I was just trying to figure, time it to figure it out. Yeah. But for our I guess for people who are tuning in, if anyone's tuning in. I want to bring Amanda in today to talk about fantasy because she won last year in the official NYCAC Fantasy Football League. And it's it's one of the things that has a lot of excitement every fall because football starts every fall. And earlier Today's on, the first Sunday. Today's the, today yeah. is the kickoff, kickoff mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, first Sunday, we're first slate of games. But a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to our commissioner, Abe. And me and Abe have a special relationship. Very but, special. But today I want to bring on Amanda because last year she was our champion. And the league's been going off for, I think, over nine years. And she has been the first ever female champion of our official NYCAC Fantasy Football League. And that's yeah. no small accomplishment because it's one of the most competitive leagues that I've ever been on. Everyone's invested, so... Uh, that's why she's here to talk a little bit about that. And we'll see where the conversation brings us, too, because you yeah. It's uh, such an interesting uh, journey that you've been in. But, you know, congratulations, Amanda. Thank you. Yeah. I can still hold on to it for another (laughs) We'll see. How does it feel like being a champion? Oh, it's great. I totally didn't see it coming. When you're in the main league, um, I feel like everyone's kind of fighting for survival. (laughs) They just don't want to get demoted down to the B league. And last year, it was actually, it was quite a year. I just didn't expect it because I actually missed the draft. I don't know if you remember Z. 
Yeah, your husband drafted yeah, for you. Yeah, my husband drafted for me. I was at a baby shower, and he was sending me to updates, and I was like, this team looks like it should have been, like, the team of 2012, not 2017. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I was kind of ragging him on, you know, about him a little bit. But they actually did well, and um, I think it was just a lot of... Um, I feel like last year, and I don't know if you agree with me, it was very mediocre for all the teams. There weren't like a clear oh, winner. Like, yeah. Everyone was pretty close. Yeah, last everyone year. was pretty close. Like I think generally all the games were kind of generally close. Of course there were some days that you know, some some weeks certain players broke out. Um I have Julio Jones last year. I didn't like him, but <laughs> my husband keeps Mike keeps going like, you know, you you beat Ivan by like point five, so every player counted in your team, which he's right. Mm-hmm. So it feels good. I think it feels good to be the only female to win because I think people might underestimate me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's great. I think more. I think more women should play. I don't think they should be intimidated mm-hmm. <laughs> by by the league, um, by us. But you know, I think it's a it's it's a great it's a great ministry too. I feel like to kind of have a have a different kind of community. Yeah. This church. Yeah. Th- thank you for bringing that point up. I mean, I brought up a couple of points. Mm-hmm. One, being the only female, t- and and what's it like being in that league? And two, it, to see fantasy football as a unique ministry opportunity. Mm-hmm. And for those who are still listening, because you know, fantasy football might not be everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> let's talk about that. Like the case for fantasy football in this church. Mm-hmm. It's been running for nine years, mm-hmm. but still, it's only twelve to twenty people playing every year. Our congregation is like about a hundred. Let's say for someone who might not care about fantasy football, make the case why fantasy football is important to our church here at Three Stone. So I think more importantly is you kind of have to make the case for watching football first, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think it's a little hard if you don't care about football to play fantasy football. So that's the first thing. I went to Penn State. Clearly, football oh, is like a huge culture there. Thing. Although, ironically, I've never really followed college football as much as I followed the Giants, which my dad has got me into, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger. But I think there's something about playing fantasy football that actually can be interpreted as a life skill because you're always researching, you're always adapting, you're always paying attention to the news. It's actually kind of what I have to do in my real job in 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 PR. Mm-hmm. You're always kind of keeping in touch and there's a lot of strategy and yet at the same time it depends a lot on luck. So it's kind of like life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you like think about it, you so add things that... you can't control. Right. Yeah. Right, and that's actually part of my real job in PR. A lot of things I can't control either. As much as I do everything right and prep my clients for interviews, like the reporter can still cancel on me at the last minute. You know, just to kind of mm-hmm. make that, you know, analogy there. You know, there's also something about getting to know each other in in a league you know people do react a little differently when they play than they are outside of like if i were to interact with you at an mt meeting very different on how we interact if we have a trade or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't even say I would even say fantasy football sometimes helps us buffer our differences yes. in our MT meetings because we yes. can come to the table and say, Hey, let's uh 
let's make a trade or you yes. Know, so. so I think there's a lot of benefit in playing it. Um, mm-hmm. I do think as a church, it also shows that, you know, we're in touch with the outside world a little bit, you know, like we're not, you know, we can have fun. We can play fantasy football. We can understand and, you know, approach problem solving in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in a way you're kind of trying to win. You're trying to solve a problem and you're yeah. trying to put the best team forward every week. Um, I think as a community, I think it's a great way for us to get to know the different congregations i'm like so impressed by the guys in the chinese congregation yeah, yeah you know i think it's so i know this is so wrong to say and we say it every year we just don't expect you know you would think like the abcs would be a bit more well-versed mm-hmm. than the guys in the chinese congregation but they are really really you know yeah perennial yeah. perennial top yeah. five contenders right uh, and i don't think i ever would have like really talked to toby if i wasn't in the league, you know, or mm-hmm. really have a conversation with Ivan if I wasn't in the league. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to bridge congregations and bridge, you know, generations. Although I guess they're not really in a different generation. I don't know. Like, I don't know how we can look. Well, the generational that. part is part of it too. Yes. Yeah. There's different ages represented. Right. But just from what I'm hearing, uh, fancy football definitely helps you mm-hmm. hone some life skills, but also it helps you build within our church the connection between the English and Chinese congregations, mm-hmm. Three Stone and the Chinese congregation, which normally might not happen. Or I think in NYCC overall, we have always tried to strengthen those bonds. Yes. Through yes. Mother's Day barbecues and yes. all those events that you you're know, actually responsible yep, for. That I'm responsible uh, for. And it's always hard because sometimes it's not as natural as we would want it to be. Mm-hmm. But fantasy football just has a way of naturally connecting that. Mm-hmm. And I think we do help each other, even though it's really competitive. Like, you know, whenever we're drafting or we're in the chat, we're always like, well, so-and-so's injured, you shouldn't draft. You know, like things like that, I feel like wouldn't happen outside of a church league. Like we still need to be a little bit more helpful yeah. and like loving, yeah. you know? So it's nice to see that. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think that's actually one particular that I've noticed between our church fantasy football mm-hmm. league and let's say a fantasy football league at work or something else where our fantasy football league very competitive which makes it very fun you mentioned last year everyone was kind of even yeah so that made it even <laughs> super interesting and outside league there's more of an emphasis on money and winning money mm-hmm. but in our church league we're able to have that fun have that intensity without the without money without the money yeah, right aspect, which is very important that's very important yeah. and very impressive and you know that's something that we should Oh, I mean, we're never going to, like, go towards that round, yeah, of course, yeah. but it's it's great. It's one of the most competitive leagues I've been in and heard of, and there's no money involved, which is... which is um. Your husband actually made something. a comment last year. Yeah, what comment did he make? I think he made something, like, about our league, because yeah. last year he was not in the A-League. He, right. he got promoted this year, and it's right. an interesting dynamic, but he's right. like... And don't you forget, who the person who won the B-League last year was my brother. Yeah. So yeah. it was actually quite a year for my family. You're, yeah. <laughs> and, and not to yeah. mention, you have your own family league, yes, too. Yes, we do. And that kind of helps bring your family closer together yes, in the fall. Yeah, you know? in the fall. It must make Thanksgiving's uh, a lot more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it does. What did he say? He mentioned how up-to-date people were on the news. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And it was just unheard of that yeah. somebody that some reporter made one comment about is picked up by somebody in our league, and they made a they, they made a move. Right, right. So it's but, definitely one of the fastest. Like everyone is so in tuned. Yeah, life skill. Like I said, life skill. Life. Sk- <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, it's yeah. one thing to tune into the news, do your research, but another thing to make a decision based off of that, right. which. In a lot of contexts, a lot of people don't get a chance to. Either those news don't affect them directly. Right. Or they feel like nothing they do can change. Right. But with this, you get to practice 
hearing the news, analyzing, making a decision, seeing the effect, and learning from it. Right. So that's a huge life skill. You know, think, right. Thank you for bringing that up. I think on the other side of fantasy football, in what ways do you feel like our official league can do better at? I I debate this, and I'm sure you debate this too. Like, I always wonder if, you know, like, I love the fact that the main league is, like, competitive, and it's great. It's just, like, the, real, the one that, like, you know, everyone, like, really cares about. Like, out of all the leagues, like, the Keeper League, you guys do care about, but it's just still not the same as, like, the main league. I don't, and, you know, then there's the, you know, B-League, the Gulag, or or whatever. And I've always kind of like wondered if it's a little too exclusive. Mm. And how when more and more people want to join, how do we do that? Cuz as we get bigger, like we're going to have to figure that out, right? Mm. Like I don't know if you know, eventually cuz now we have two leagues, if we get bigger, we might have to start like a C league and how is that going to work? Yeah. Now I don't want to take away the competitiveness and the glory and like of what the main league represented, like of the, like the foundation league or the root, you know, mm-hmm. what it represents. But as more and more people join, like we should be cognizant that we're not too exclusive or too competitive about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, for someone who's kind of like went through the ranks, like getting promoted, I can see that from both sides. Mm. But I don't have an answer for you. I don't have a solution, but that's something to speak about. Because ultimately, we are still a church, right? And yeah. we should be inclusive in that way. Mm-hmm. But how do we how do we do that? I don't know. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah, because it does lead to that. Yeah. Uh, it does lead to sometimes uh, a second-class citizen. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, kind of dynamic if you are in, like, a league. Just the way our league is currently set up, but then the, the hope is for me is more more people play fantasy mm-hmm. but have that same competitiveness but also this the unique thing about our league is that that, that level cares too within the the league right uh, we're, we're competitive and not to the point where we 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 want ill on someone right, if there's right. an issue you know <laughs> the, the, the league kind of comes together to support that person and that's, right. that's a very organic healthy dynamic. Uh, but yeah, like to your point, like as as more people get interested in, in playing and more people play, right. uh, how do we maintain that uh, right. so it grows healthily, right. scaling uh, healthily? Right. Actually, one one thing that I really uh, am interested in is actually getting more ladies interested in fantasy football. You mentioned at yeah. first it's like uh, them having to be interested in football first. Yeah, I mean, yes, ideally. Yes, that does help. Um, although you've heard of like a lot of lady female leagues out there, and they uh-huh. don't really know much about football, and they draft based on who's the most good looking player, which <laughs> has its own <laughs> way. Sounds very too. personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think I think it's a great way to you know get involved in something that's a little different, especially for ladies out there who don't watch football. Uh-huh. Um, I think you know, for me, like I've always been. I'm under the mindset that like you should always do something a little different that's not completely within your comfort zone um, and that's a great way to you know to do that and if also for watching football I mean you just gotta cheer for the New York teams I don't know what to do <laughs> like that, that, that's, that's a great way to easy. get started that's very yeah. easy to get started yeah, yeah cheer for the New York teams and and you know what's also one thing that I do like about it is you care I mean, it's kind of like a like and a not like. Like, you end up caring about the rest of the teams and every single player and every game matters, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, my philosophy, and I'm sure it's your philosophy too, your team loyalty should never falter because of fantasy. Mm. 
I don't know if you sometimes it's yeah. uh, I know it gets complex. Tough. Yeah, it gets tough because I complex would love, as much days. as I would play. Am I playing against? I think I'm against Abe, and he has Saquon. Yeah, and I would want Saquon to do well because he's with the Giants. You know, mm-hmm. like you know. But, but you're playing against. But him. I'm playing against Abe. And, and your so team name is Crazy Rich. Giants, I know my so. team name's Crazy Rich. Giants, so it shows so. your loyalty right there. Right. So it's gonna be a tough Sunday for you. I know, very tough Sunday. But you know, I would love for more. I think we're getting more girls to join. I think. You know, well, well, I I actually wasn't the first girl to join the league. It was Connie. Connie, from, yeah, 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 from, and she's a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Um, I, it's Carla, Carla and Angel Carl, are in the Carla and Angel are on the B league. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we just have to. I think it's a great way to get involved to at least understand what these gentlemen are talking about or crazy about from September <laughs> through through February. And I think that's you know I I think it's a different kind of um. Because people don't understand. Well, I mean, they do understand. Like, every Sunday, that's kind of what we talk about. Like, that's mm-hmm. all what we talk about. And even for me, I'm not even in the zone. Like, I know whenever Mike, my husband, sees you, that's all you guys talk about. I love like, talking to your husband. I know, yeah. I know. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and him were actually... Talking about maybe having a, a separate podcast where we just talk about uh, just talk about talk fantasy. about football, yeah. yeah, and the different things that come up from it. But thank you for that. Actually, one thing remarkable because you are the first female to win in our yes. league in a yes. league that's predominantly you know male. Wow. Yeah. Twelve players. You are the sole sole yeah. lady in it with eleven uh, eleven other guys, but in other times that our lives touch base in our MT, you are also the only lady. Yes. And, and in my experience with you, and I find that really remarkable, is that you're able to carry yourself so well in a culture where it's like so male dominant, predominantly male. What are your thoughts on that? Like, how does it feel being sometimes like the, the, the only female in a male, male majority? Male like leadership, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I think being in a church is a little different from being outside of a church right like we have this movement right now going on outside Mm -hmm. and you know I've never really felt that way in a church you know because I think our church is such a graceful church like we show grace to everyone and it's so loving I do think it's a little challenging sometimes because you know being a woman especially a woman in a leadership role, you have to, like, you carry on certain stereotypes, right? Like, even a female CEO, not in a church, like, with a company, like, oh, that female CEO is, like, really, really hard and really, really aggressive and blah, 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 blah. But then mm-hmm. for a male CEO, nobody says the same thing about the male CEO, it, even though they have the same... Same qualities. Same and qualities. sometimes, like, the male CEO, yeah. like, those qualities are championed. Right. Where the female is like, oh, let's... Right. She's a little over the top. Right. So I feel thoughts. like sometimes... I do carry those qualities and I do feel like I'm, um, you know, people or at least all congregants view those qualities in me if they, you know, like I'm a bit more assertive or kind of faster to get things done, you know, like things like that. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I also have to own it, you know, like it is what it is, right? You know, like for me to kind of have my voice heard and to make a stand for like, all of the sisters in this church or mm-hmm. being like the only be in, in a few times being the females like I kind of have to like just not be so um, oh. sensitive to like yeah. the comments and just like do what I can to get things done I think the other part also is you have to find a way to adapt and navigate working around other men 
you know, because the men in our church, there's many different personalities, like, from, like, here to here. Like, there are very mellow ones, and there are very, like, you know, assertive ones, and there are very, like, traditional ones, and it's hard, but you have to, like, that's why, you know, I don't want to get this podcast of, like, men versus women, but that's why women have the harder job sometimes. I mean, that's why we're, we're in the movement that we are right now, because mm-hmm. women have to adapt to all of that. Yeah. And I actually, mean, yeah. I, I found what you just said kind of remarkable in a sense that in a way how you approach your ministry and your leadership style is you sacrifice your perception of you sometimes mm-hmm. and how people view you for the fact that let's just get things done. Mm-hmm. Let's get things done that you feel is important, whether mm-hmm. it's representing the other ladies in this church, which a lot of times get underrepresented, mm-hmm. or in terms of moving our church forward, I know you, you've done a lot with the, the ushering and the welcoming and the caring yeah. and the newcomer's lunch, but we need we need it in a, in a way someone to kind of move that forward aggressively. Right. Otherwise, it might never get done. So you, in a way, you sacrifice that that perception of is acceptable, normal, quote-unquote acceptable right. for progress almost. And I think that's very remarkable. Right. Uh, I think even this Friday, we talked, uh, Mike Zhang led a Bible study. It's like, oh, why, where have you sacrificed that have led to the greater good? Mm-hmm. And I just made that connection right now. Like that's, you, you don't yeah. track that along the way, but you look at it now, it's like, yeah. 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 I think it's also, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up because I don't, I guess I don't, sometimes I see it as a sacrifice, but most of the time I don't. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to, you know, I, I care about my ministry and I care about this church and, and I'm sure you do too. Sometimes we just have to mm-hmm. do things, you know, to kind of, um, you know, move it forward. Um, there's battles that I pick. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get into that, but like, you know, I pick certain Many things battles that we've I, yeah, into. battles we've gotten into. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just have to be strategic and what, you know, what is, what's important at the moment mm-hmm. for the greater kingdom of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually all not that, it's similar to playing fantasy too, because you have to think about the long game too, mm-hmm. you know. It's like honing those life skills. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Um but overall, it's 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 been it's been such a privilege, and you know it's 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 a lot of work. But I don't think I would have been able to do what I do without the support of the brothers of this church, which is also very very important. Mm. Like having, you know, like having brothers like you and Mike and John, and having our pastoral staff like Rev Cohn, Pastor Chris, to like empower me and not like look at me as like a female sister but just like mm-hmm. a fellow servant or leader is like very 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 important yeah kind of so. in some ways not you know you mentioned before how we view you know fantasy players on the chinese congregation we right. always and then they surprise us right they surprise us because we have a certain view of them and, right. but in the same sense like you're saying right now like we don't have that view of you as a female and kind of giving you a handicap almost, but we, we, we see right. you as right. someone we respect, the equal, giving you the full benefit of the doubt right. as like another brother would, right? Right. Um, and I love the fact, like, I, I love the fact that like when you first introduced this podcast, it's like, oh, the first female champion, but then eventually we want to move to be like, it shouldn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like female or male. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, but it's, I know there's like long ways to go, so mm-hmm. which is great, and I'll own that. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think that's something that, you know, that we need to keep in the back of our heads. So just right now, you mentioned, you know, you've also gotten a lot of support from the brothers in this church, mm-hmm. uh, mainly the MT cohort mm-hmm. that we're in right now. But I mean, a little controversial here, and it's, it's okay to be controversial uh-huh. on this podcast. I want to want to strike up conversation. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being we're very, in a way, not empowering 
for the ladies here, uh, the sisters that we have, and 10 being we are doing it perfectly in terms of walking that line of understanding and being driven by scripture. I know there's different views on that and also fully supporting our sisters. Where do you think we are? I feel like if you ask different sisters that question, it might yeah, be a yeah, different that's what I'm answer. You. That's what I'm asking you yeah, based on your experience. Um, so one being we're not there at all. One we're not being there we're, at all. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a ten either. Uh-huh. Um, because we do have a conservative, you know, traditional bend to us, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, I want to say that we're like kind of like a seven. Like above average, yeah. But I also want to say that we've been at like a six or seven for a while. So, what would take us to like an eight or nine, in your opinion? Then, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I would love to, and this might get a little controversial, right? Like, I would. It's great because you're the communications are. So I know, yeah, I know. So I'm like trying to like, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to PR the answer, but yet I'm also trying to like. You know, I would love to see more ladies in leadership roles that are not traditional leadership roles. Because mm. as much as, like... Because I'm the caring MT, right? It's always been a lady at the caring MT role. Mm. And, I, I mean, it's... It, I would love to see a guy at the caring MT role. I think that's going to be I very... I think the last... Role. Yeah, three caring mm-hmm. MTs have been ladies. We had... Olivia, Trudy, Trudy, yourself. I, myself. I know Carissa was in that role a while ago. Carissa was Lori in that role. was in that role yeah. a while ago. It's always been ladies. Now... Actually, when we when we first started... I um, know, we, we I had that whole thing that. Where we actually felt each other were better fits for I know. each other I know. role. But actually, I, I think now you are the perfect person for the caring role in terms of infrastructure. Yes. Infrastructure progress. Right, right. So I think that, that was a good call. Like, I would love to see a sister at the education MT role. Mm. And I know that's a little controversial. Um, although maybe it's not controversial anymore. But, you know, that's not a typical role that we see a sister in. Like, mm. we've had a sister hold the worship MT role. I think Joyce held it a while ago. And the evangelism role. And the evangelism role. Esther, Melva. Like, you know, there's other, you know... Mm-hmm. But education, I feel like, hasn't had a lady. Traditionally, been a stronghold. I know, I, and I wanted that role. Remember? I know, I know. <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about maybe just entitled have the yes. roles that we are, but in practice, we'll do each other's yes. role. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but I would like to see that more. Like, I also see there's it's always ladies holding like children's Sunday school or children's ministry, and you know, like I get it. Mm-hmm. But it also would be interesting to see a guy do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that will be interesting. And can we swap some of these things around? Like, should we have, you know, a sister holding, like, the missions role? I don't know. Like, let's not look at it. The missions head GB role, yeah. Yeah, Again, yeah. And not... Of, from what I remember, all men. Right, mm-hmm. right. Or maybe let's have a men, a man hold the secretary role for the GB. You know, like, again, mm-hmm. it's always, it's it tends to be a woman. So I would love to see some of those stereotypes flopped. Yeah, and I think that would take us to yeah. an 8 or a 9. I don't think we're ever going to be a 10. Because there's always room to, yes. to improve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's there's church where we are now, but society is moving a direction that kind of forces us to evaluate, too, if we're to continue to be a salt and light to the world. Mm-hmm, 
uh, that forces us to think that way. Because you mentioned that you hint at the movement that's going on, and right. that's that's having a lot of trickle and ripples in terms of how ladies now think about you know where they can go in life. Right. And those ladies who are gonna be leaders are not gonna want to come to a, a institution where they feel like they can't fully express their gifts. Right. Right. So it's something that yeah we we as a church need to. Right. Move forward and, right. and can consider and, and think how we respond. Right. I love, love, mm-hmm. love this conversation. We <laughs> could probably talk about it a we lot. We can't. More. We can talk about it like forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just closing off, I like to end um, with like an advice uh, for our audience. Mm-hmm. And you, you do a great job at what you do PR. You're a PR professional. And I know branding, this last decade has kind of risen up. Everyone has to be aware of their own personal brand. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. our listeners out there, what's a tip they can give them to help them cultivate their brand or improve their brand? I think who you are as a person and your values and what you believe in um, as a Christian or as a, as a wife or as a daughter or as a PR professional, it's all integrated. We don't live in a world now where it's like what I do at work is what I do at work and what I do at home is what I do at home. Like, you kind of need to integrate all of that and find out how to position yourself, like, across, you know, Mm -hmm. everything that's authentic, that's genuine, that goes to who you are. Yeah. And I really want to, um, you know, challenge folks to not be so, or maybe not, like, not necessarily hide the fact that they're a Christian, but, like, be comfortable with it. And, own you know, it. Own it. Yeah. And incorporate that into like your life, like across. Like I know that's very basic, but it's also very hard for people to, to do that for some reason, even still now. And I know I shared about this a little bit at our Friday life group study too. One thing that's hard for me to do is sacrifice and comfort with a friendship or a relationship, and actually like bring up the gospel. Like it's really hard. But the best way for you to really define a brand is to be true to who you are. Mm-hmm. And that should be across in, in how you communicate, how you present yourself, all your social media channels. Like, you should be who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, don't think about, like, what would be the best way to get ahead or how do I position myself to get ahead of my career or how do I position myself to, like, to get ahead in, like, extracurriculars outside of work or even at church, you know? You, you have to be... You have to think about that holistically and find a way to kind of gel that all of that, you know, gel all of that together. Yeah. Yes. And I'm happy to help whoever would want to do that. (laughs) Because if you're not authentic, like people can see right through it, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. in your social media or in like whatever. Social media is like a big thing now, you know, Mm -hmm. people branding themselves. But yeah, Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the point being authentic because Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we think of branding, we think of artificial, we think of inauthentic. Mm-hmm. How we think of brands like Tide. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the news, you find out that they have like scandals. Mm-hmm. So when we think of branding, but I like the emphasis on just being authentic. And I would even add to be authentic, you have to know who you are. Right. And, and that's that self-awareness and kind of owning. Right. And one of the things that we are, we're, we're believers or Christians and mm-hmm. we should own that. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Amanda. This well, has thank been, you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I know. This yeah, has yeah. been great. We can't wait to get this. Get get this get this podcast good. out there. Yeah. I know. I don't want to say, I, I don't know if I want to say I can't wait to listen to it because sometimes listening to yourself is a little weird, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Understandable. Okay. All right. Great. Well, have a great worship today and uh, good luck in your fantasy this week. You too. Yeah. We're not playing you too. No, we're not. <laughs> Thank you.